1: That's 855-325-1780.
0: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going everybody? Brian
2: Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it's Monday here on the show, you know what that means. we got Monday Night Raw to talk about here tonight. But, fear not, we will not only be talking about Raw, because i got a lot of other exciting things to talk about here today. Not only do we have Raw to talk about, but coming up on Dynamite this week... Shaq is going to be on the show. That's right. A few weeks ago, Jade Cargill, dropped, name dropped Shaq. It was like, Shaq, what the hell's going on here? And of course, it was sort of not mentioned for a while. But now it is in the actual preview. This Wednesday night on Dynamite, Shaq is going to be on the show. One of 10 segments that they have announced for AW Dynamite this week so we'll talk about the dynamite preview here we also have a new japan preview for new japan strong we've got a big match coming up for the iwgp united states contract briefcase kenta will be challenging oh he'll be defending his title against the challenging brody king so in fact. Brody King has a chance to not only win the contract, but also he has an opportunity to win the ROH Championship because he's challenging for the title at Final Battle. We got your SmackDown ratings for all of the crazies on the internet that want to know how the show did. And they want to know Saturday when the low number comes in. Well, I'm here to tell you what the number is on the day that the higher number comes in. We can talk about that as well as WWE announcing the return of the Slammies. and... What I like about the slammies, it's all ridiculous. I mean, it's whatever. But you can tell by reading the list of the slammies what they actually think is good. So we're going to look at that list here today on the program as well. Lots of stuff coming up. Check it out, everybody. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: paid for by airtime media
0: you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and mike sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network back in the show brian alvarez
2: here wrestling observer live mike sempervivi also wrestlingobserver.com mike and i always already arguing off the air but you can't hear it about computer programs from back in the day DOS. You guys know what DOS is? You know what BASIC is? How about BASIC A? How about Q-BASIC? That's the stuff I used to program in back in the day. Then I moved on to more important things like yelling into a microphone. Anyway, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about here today. We'll get into raw here in a little while. But, I mean, let's talk about the big news, the literal big news here today. Shaq! Debuts on AW. Wednesday. Shaq will be addressing AEW with Tony Schiavone. That is one of 10 segments scheduled for this show. They've only announced nine, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a tenth. So this is what's coming on tomorrow on Dynamite, okay? NXT is coming off TakeOver. They've announced zero things. Dynamite has 10 things announced. Tony Schiavone interviews Sting. The Inner Circle ultimatum. They will either unite as one or they will break up forever. Shaq will address the AEW audience. Not the universe, the audience. Orange Cassidy versus MJF for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. AEW tag team champions the Young Bucks versus Jack Evans and Helico. It is a non-title match. And so Jack Evans and Helico, they must win to get a tag team title match. Unlike in WWE where Lana, get this, by the way. I don't want to get going on Raw yet, but Lana and Oscar beat Nia and Shayna two weeks ago. True. Lana and Oscar beat Nia and Shayna again a week ago. So, yes. first off. They won a non-title match, and they were rewarded with another non-title match, okay? They won two non-title matches, which led to an angle last night where Lana said, if we won the titles, if we won the tag team titles, we would have achieved the impossible. Impossible? You won two weeks in a row! So this is a stupid storyline. But anyway... Lance Archer, Penta, and Ray Phoenix will face Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. FTR versus Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Dustin Rhodes versus 10. Abaddon in action. And an interview with Kenny Omega. So that's 10 segments scheduled for AW Dynamite on Wednesday. And we will see how the show does coming off the debut of Sting. And everything they did on that big show. Everybody wondering if they'll break a million. That's hardly the most important thing, but we'll see what kind of follow-up they have this week to their big show last week. Mike, any thoughts on Dynamite? It'll, it'll
5: be an important. <laughs> it'll be an important thing if it hits a million. That that's for sure. Um, hey, yeah, I wonder when it comes to the Young Bucks and uh, Evans and Angelico, and Angelico if because they've hyped up the fact so much that it's a non-title match and if th2 gets the victory then they're going to get the title shot that i haven't seen ftr in a while and i would i'm not saying that i would love to for th2's sake to see ftr jump in there and cause them some sort of harm or something like that but i would like to see ftr kind of back in the mix here i don't know if people are as excited as i am to see they and the young bucks face off again i'm sure there's a lot of people that Would love to see the Young Bucks now just go through a series of, you know, whether it be Top Flight or The Acclaimed or TH2 or no matter who it is, and you could almost do like a team of the week putting on a showcase match. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love that, but I would love to see them still tied in with FTR for right now because I think that's been great. So I don't know what's going to happen in that match. When it comes to Sting and Shaq, I mean, great. The NBA season is starting. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be synergy on TNT and – uh, the NBA and AEW, so this is going to fit in perfectly. You have the Sting announcement. They have a card all loaded up. You have Kenny Omega doing something tonight on Impact. So, you know, I I have no idea what AEW fan may be lingering on the edge about being able to see the show tomorrow, but if you're a big Kenny Omega fan and you don't have a chance to see Impact or you don't have the availability to, to watch Impact, you know, there's going to be that. So it, it's all loaded up and things are looking Again, I don't know what AEW is going to do. You can let me know if they have anything planned already to try to counter this. I know they don't have ten segments set up. Are you but, mean uh, NXT? It's, it's going to be real hard again for NXT. You know they're one of these groups is sniffing a million and trying to get to that point and, and be there on a consistent level in the nine hundred thousands, and the other one cannot get to seven hundred thousand uh, when they are not uh, when when they're opposed by AEW. So you know this is still going to be hard times. We have a
2: poll up on the Twitch chat right now. Are you watching Impact? 76% say they will be watching Impact tonight, and 24% are saying no. There is an interview of some sort tonight with Kenny Omega and Don Callis, with Kenny Omega as the AEW champion. I don't know exactly the logistics of it. I don't know if maybe before he won the title they recorded something at... ...and Impact taping. I don't know if they did a pre-tape backstage at AW on Wednesday... ...but one way or the other, there's going to be some follow-up on Impact coming up here tonight. So you can check that out and and let us know what happens. I actually probably will check it out. Although, I guess, actually, you can watch it on Twitch.tv here. Um, I actually bought, believe it or not, I use YouTube TV. And they didn't have access... And back when I wanted to watch the New Japan show on Access, I actually had to buy Sling TV on top of YouTube TV so that I could watch Access TV. So I could watch Impact Wrestling on Access. It records every week. But if you do not have Access or Sling TV, you can watch the show on Twitch, a number of other places as well. So don't miss it, everybody. Do you you have HBO Max? Yeah. What do you think? The only thing I ever watched on it was uh, the CNN documentaries on the '60s, so I can't tell you anything else about it.
5: People are saying it's it's dying. I guess some people are all upset over the movie slate being moved over there. But uh, what do you mean it's yeah. dying? What does that mean? I don't They're know. Shutting a bunch it of people, down? No, a bunch of people saying it's it's lagging badly. It, it's it's compared to the other streaming services, it's uh, well, not dude, working out too well. Well, dude, there's 50
2: streaming services now. Like none know. of them are are complete. That's why you have to get 50 of them. I can't even get access on my YouTube TV, and they got rid of the Tennis Channel. Like I care. Tennis
5: channel. Look at you supporting Sinclair Broadcasting. Well, I was in just pointing
2: out that I got a message the last time I logged in saying, "Oh, we regret to inform you, we will no longer carry the Tennis Channel." I was like, "How much tennis is even going on right now? We're in the middle of a pandemic."
5: Now, do you have an option to get the Red Zone Channel? Do they have that as part of any of your packages? I don't even know what that means. It's the best thing to get. NFL new Japan Red has
2: Zone. announced the full lineups for the detonation Nation editions of Strong which air on December 11th and December 18th. So the December 11th show, J. White, Carl Fredericks is the main event, Tama Tonga versus ACH, Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Mysterioso versus Tongaloa, Chase Owens, and Nicolayo, Clark Connors and DKC versus Sterling Regal and Logan Regal. Looks like a good card. And then the following week, a blockbuster episode of New Japan Strong, Detonation, by the way, which is the greatest name for an event, United States right-to-challenge contract match. Kenta versus Brody King. BJ Black and Fred Rosser versus Tom Lawler and J.R. Kratos. Yes, our own Filthy Tom. Jeff Cobb versus Rust Taylor. Who was on his way to WWE, where apparently he'll be known as Taylor Rust. And Rocky (laughs) Romero versus Danny Limelight.
5: Dude. Uh You know, that's...
2: you know. Let me, hold on a second. Good for him. Listen, (laughs) this is what I don't get. So, you go to WWE, and they want to trademark your name. Okay, that's fine. They have every right to do that. I guess they don't want you to become a star, and then if you leave, take that name somewhere else and, like, capitalize on it. Okay, I have no problem with that. But if Russ Taylor is okay just becoming Taylor Rust... Like, what the hell difference does it make? He goes back to the 80s as Russ Taylor. Everybody's going to know who he is from his WWE run. <laughs> it's great for him. Daniel Bryan, Bryan, oh, I thought it was Daniel Bryan, but that's Bryan Danielson. I don't know who that guy is. Another brilliant decision. I like it. in a it. moment. Observer Live.
6: Other points in between And the cool, cool mornings Turn the days of swim or A Living right is easy
3: Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home, guaranteed fixed or replaced, with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back.
1: 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I want to note here that if you go up to my Twitter right now, at Brian Alvarez, stick it up there at the top, second of four auctions for a co-host spot on the Mighty Brian and Vinny show. You get to choose a show, the Tuesday Retro Raw Smackdown show, the Thursday AWNXT NXT show, or Sunday, either following a WWE pay-per-view or whatever retro show we're reviewing, which is usually of late Saturday night's main event. First auction went for $1,625. This one is already up above $1,500, with several days left in which... To bid. I want to thank everybody so much who bid. I want to thank the first winner, who actually I don't even know who it is yet. And obviously, all proceeds go to Whale Scout, 501c3 nonprofit. Tools, plants, mulch, habitat restoration equipment, and accoutrements. That's where your money's going. You can write it off on your taxes. We very much appreciate it. And uh, that's that. I should also note, and I think they're up right now. I'll have to double check with the boss, but we have some wrestling memorabilia from the great Lance Storm, which we are auctioning off, including two t-shirts, which by the way, he never wore, but he can autograph a <laughs> laminated, get the F out parking pass from that era when they had to change their name.
5: The World Wildlife Fund beat them and they started doing all those, yeah. Uh... Get the F out ads, yes. And,
2: and, and, when Lance won the world tag team titles with William Regal, they affixed that little nameplate to the belt. Lance has given us his nameplate to auction off for Whale Scout. Damn. I will direct you all to those auctions here after the next break. So, again, all of them. All of the money goes to Whale Scout 501C3. You can do good for the environment and also have a Landstorm nameplate from from his belt. So there you go, everybody.
5: Check I it start out. the bidding at one nickel. Oh,
2: I'm sorry, but the bidding for the nameplate starts at hundred dollars. So, the... good being a cheap. Wait, ass. hold on here.
5: Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Gotta dip into my savings here. Everything that I've I've made here at the the Big Figure foresight here. Right here. Is this this enough? Is this enough, you think? I got like... No, it's not enough. You've got a jar of coins in the middle of your studio. Yeah? Do you have a problem with that? Would you like me to have a Folgers can full of coins? It's too bad Jared
2: can't pan down because you'd see that on the floor of my studio, it's nothing but cash! I dive into it every day like Scrooge McDuck!
5: Yeah, well, if he pans down, that's probably going to be the only thing he sees His cash. Nothing else down there. It's
2: past Friday's SmackDown. Put that money away. 2.13 million viewers on Fox. Down 0.5% from the previous week. Lowest number for a SmackDown episode airing on Fox since October 21. I'm sure all the people that yell at me for not doing SmackDown ratings on Saturday on Twitter will be thrilled with these numbers. <laughs>
5: You know, you probably really do. I, I am convinced at this point you've ruined somebody's weekend by not putting those numbers up. Good. The overnight. You how many sure people's
2: weekends I wish I could ruin on my, tw- on my timeline? All of them. Well, I shouldn't say all of them. Definitely not all of them. But anyway, lowest total viewership among the major networks. They only beat a repeat of The Voice because we're out of rerun season. There's a lot of first-run shows, and the first-run shows are now defeating the Mighty SmackDown in the ratings. The 18 to 34.4, 18 to 49.6, down 13.1% in overall viewership year for year, 14.3% in 18 to 49. And 18 to 34, exact same number as a year ago, so you can celebrate that. I know everyone is clamoring for me to talk about Raw, but I got to talk about the Slammies here. So this year. The 2020 Slammy Awards, the best of Raw and SmackDown, is going to stream live on the WWE Network and the WWE's digital and social platforms on Wednesday, December 23rd. That's the regular time slot for The Bump. (laughs) Voting will decide. The Superstar of the Year, the Match of the Year, the Rivalry of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, and the Return of the Year... Voting now open on WWE.com. So I'm going to read these categories because this is always a great way to find out what WWE thinks is good, regardless of whether or not you, the listener, think any of this is good. So your choices for the Superstar of the Year include Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, the fiend oscar sasha bailey becky and charlotte charlotte's <laughs> and been gone most of the year becky's been gone most of the year roman wasn't there most stroman the, the fiend i mean the only obvious winner if this were real would be drew mcintyre elevated champion for randy orton <laughs> beat everybody he's clearly the man who should win the slammy for the superstar of the year the match of the year. These are the matches that they thought were the best this year. Undertaker AJ Boneyard match. That was a great match. New Day versus The Hurt Business, November 16, 2020, Raw. That's sort of the matches of the year? Edge versus Randy Orton, the greatest wrestling match ever, which is actually the tagline of the match. That match was in fact a fantastic match so we'll continue on but i think that probably would get my vote men's royal rumble match from the royal rumble what disrespect to the women aj styles daniel bryan in the intercontinental championship tournament finals roman reigns J uso i quit match bro sasha versus bailey helena cell AJ, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy, Intercontinental Championship, Triple Threat Ladder Match, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Survivor Series, and Becky versus Oscar at the Rumble. I think, to me, the two best matches on this list were Edge versus Randy Orton, and the Triple Threat Ladder Match from Clash
5: of Champions. Anything, Mike? Agree? Disagree? Of course, you agree. Mm-hmm. One of the things that stuck out there was, I mean, I think I remember that New Day, her business match being good, but since they're including pay-per-view matches too, I thought the New Day against uh, uh, Street Profits was better than that one. I thought that was a really good match. Not that it would win match of the year or anything like that, but with with the criteria seemingly how they did things kind of... Balancing it out uh, uh, across a bunch of groups and different types of matches and everything, I, I would have figured to put that one in there. But I'll take Randy Orton and Edge. There's been a, there's been a couple of good matches this year, that's for sure. But I, I don't know if uh, their their list is uh, quite complete though. Somebody on Twitch is
2: like Edge versus Orton. How? How did you watch the match? I'm not talking about the Mania match. I'm I talking about the actual
5: that professional wrestling match yeah. they did that was great. I think they're thinking of that. And another thing, just I don't know, slippery slope here, though. But it's we'll, we'll find out this year when it comes to voting uh, with the Observer Awards, I guess, and with everybody's end of year awards, Voices of Wrestling or whoever does them. Uh, cinematic matches, where do you put them? As opposed to a Young Bucks FTR match, where do you put AJ and, and the Undertaker? Where do you put Cena and, and, although that's the extreme example, Cena and Bray Wyatt? But where do you put those types of matches? in with matches that are 100% in the ring, and I know people have bantered that earlier on this year on what they preferred more and things like that, but it'll be interesting to see how many of those get votes and, and how they're looked at by people.
2: This person says, Call me a traditionalist. I don't think we should be handing it to heavily edited matches. Dude, there was ba- there was barely any editing in that Randy Orton match. There were maybe three spots that they retaped, but they went start to finish the entire match And they did what they call pickups for some of the spots later. But that was 99% straight through start to finish, which, I mean, you look at the pandemic here. I mean, the Raw main event last night, they did a a pre-tape in that match. Not that that was a great match or anything, but anyway, rivalry of the year. This, this is what they think were the best rivalries of 2020. They have six of them. The whole year. Get this. Seth versus the Mysterio family. McIntyre versus Orton, Edge versus Orton, Sasha versus Bailey, r Truth versus the World, and Lana versus announce tables. If you think I'm making that list up, think again. Those, and what? What? What the hell's the answer here? I guess I would give it to Edge versus Randy Orton because they had great promos and they had one great match. But, like, Seth and the Mysterio family, like, this thing's fallen off the rails. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, that was actually a pretty good feud. Sasha and Bayley, they had a month out of like the whole year they were a team. They rushed through the breakup in one match, and now it's over, and we've moved on to something else. Our truth and Lana and the announce tables, bro, come on tag team of the year the golden role models that's for those of you that don't have any idea what they're talking about that's bailey and sasha and they in fact should be the winners naya and Shayna, new day street profits and nakamura and cesaro back with more wrestling observer live
3: Advance is helping you get your engine ready for the road this holiday season with the right oil, the right filter, at the right price every day. Get five quarts of full synthetic Mobile One, Valvoline, Castrol Edge, or Pennzoil Platinum with the Mobile One oil filter for just $33.99. Plus, this holiday season, get a $25 NBA store gift card and two-time Speed Perks points instantly with the purchase of five quarts of Mobile One. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. Sales are rising quickly, but without another lead baker, Dale's Bakery is going to feel the heat.
2: Hey, you're baking alone today. I have to handle this order for the restaurant down the street. Cool, but who's going to handle the pastries?
5: He needs to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit indeed.com credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
0: When you can't keep your promise of destruction. I think you'll see because of me. You need Reconstruction. and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. What the hell's going on?
5: What did you do this time, Semp? What do you mean, what did I do this time? Good God. One of the greatest albums ever made at the ending of the (sighs) 37th Annual Slammy Awards filmed in Baltimore, Maryland. Everybody was on stage. I forget what award they were going to give at the end, but I believe Sika ate it, so they all decided to break out into songs singing if you only knew, off of one of the greatest albums of all time, Pile Driver, the wrestling album number two, which features, yes, the Honky Tonk Man's theme, Pile Driver, Jive Soul Bro, and other classics like Demolition. Bro. Possibly one of the greatest themes of all time. Actually, unquestionably one of the greatest themes of all time.
2: Alright, anyway, if you go to my Twitter at Brian Alvarez, I have tweeted out the link to the Landstorm WWF Tag Team title nameplate. You can't get Regals. I don't know where that one is. But Lance's is available. So check it out. Go bid, please. Let's get those let's get those out there. Get those bids up. I want that thing to go for ten thousand dollars. All proceeds go into Whale Scout. So blue chew these bids. I think we're at a hundred dollars right now. But anyway, so tag team of the year, return of the year. Edge, Roman Reigns, MVP, Goldberg, and Sami Zayn. It's gotta be Edge. I mean, there's no, other, there's no other answer to me. Ring gear of the year? There's a slammy for this? Charlotte, Sasha, Seth, New Day, Bianca, Shinsuke Nakamura,
5: and Carmella. Well, aesthetics matter. Dude. Breakout star of the year? <laughs> Pat McAfee. <laughs> I don't care if it's NXT. He just wins everything. That's anyway. weird. There's no nominees. Oh, well. <laughs> Female superstar
2: of the year. There are nominees: Dominic, True. Bianca Belair, Otis, Street Profits, or Murphy. Oh, Otis, obviously. No, it's got to be the Street Profits. They actually won belts. <laughs> I would take everybody would else. Give
5: it, you know what? Ring gear wise, look. If you wanted to do two, everybody does the double. You know, the the double slammy award. You know, she could be the winniest, You know, and just have her with with. Best ring gear and then best breakout star for Bianca. I'd be fine with that.
2: Female superstar of the year, Asuka, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, and Charlotte. Charlotte all over this list, even though she's been gone for six months now. She's Charlotte. I'd say probably uh take your pick. Asuka, Sasha, or Bailey?
5: Male Alina Vega.
2: <laughs> male Superstar of the Year. Drew Roman Randy Braun and the Fiend. Well, quite frankly, if I'm gonna give the what was the main award they had there at the beginning? Superstar of the superstar. year. Superstar. Yeah. So if we give that one to Drew McIntyre, then how's male superstar of the What? Ah, well, it. you know. Moment of the year. The Undertaker's final farewell. 35 minutes of introductions, and then he cut a 10-second promo. McIntyre beats Brock Lesnar in an empty building. Becky announces her pregnancy and is gone for the rest of the year. Edge returns in the Royal Rumble. The New Day's farewell address. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman unite. Bailey betrays Sasha, and The New Day gets drafted to different brands. So we got a retirement... We have a partial retirement. We have New Day new day, Sad and New Day Breaking Up. Heels getting together. A baby face turning on her friend. Those are your options for the moment of the year.
5: I, I That's think I'm WWE gonna... in a nutshell right there. I guess I'll go with Edge by default there. I think for all of those. By the way, I guess for some of the... What would they be called, Brian? Peanut brain, duck-billed, what were they called? Hatchesauruses, batchesauruses? Duck-billed, hadrosaurs? Whatever. Some of dome-headed people, peanut
2: brains? I could go the, on and on. The ones that are saying, where's Walter and
5: Dragonoff?" Well, if you pay that. attention,
2: obviously this list was Ron Smackdown. Mm. Nothing from NXT. Come Nothing on. from NXT UK. Those brands, which, by the way, when I think about it here, so Hunter did a conference call. And they asked him, why wasn't NXT part of Survivor Series? And my theory was that Vince gave this a go last year. And he got these NXT superstars in Survivor Series. And he got them in the Royal Rumble. And he brought some of them up to the main roster. And they're still getting their ass handed to them most weeks by AEW. And so he was done with the toy. I'm done with it. Whatever. It's yours, Paul. I'm going to concentrate on Raw SmackDown. That's what I think happened. Hunter then explains, well, I think they weren't part of Survivor Series because we were worried about mixing the brands for COVID reasons. Now, when he said that, I thought, "You know what? He might be right." Because in fact, that's what killed Raw Underground. They kept having these Raw, NXT, and and SmackDown stars all together in the same place at the same time. We kept having breakouts, and they were like, dude, forget this. Like, kill Raw Underground for now, which is weird because can't you just do the Raw and SmackDown guys. Do you have to have the NXT guys there? But anyway, they killed it. So I thought, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe that's why all three brands were not at Survivor Series. But now that I see that the Slammies are only Raw and SmackDown no NXT wrestlers in any of these categories. Now I'm going back to my theory, which is Vince is just done with it. It's there solely to keep AEW from breaking a million viewers. He doesn't care about the brand. He's over it. He had his fun. And now we're just going back to his Ron SmackDown. That's what I got out of this.
5: In a way, should be good. Because if things were better right now from a... Creative point of view and a character building point of view, we should all be happy about that. Stay the hell out of NXT. Let them do their thing. Let them do their, you know, WCW moments, you know, that they seem to be doing now at least every quarter. I mean, it looks like that's going to be the thing every three months, every four months. They are definitely going to do something related to in the past to WCW. And great, because if you're not going to, if it's going to be just what's happening on Raw and SmackDown, and it's Vince there shaking up the snow globe for NXT. That's not good for anybody. Now, unfortunately, Whoa, though... Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Yeah.
2: This person what? here says, good, maybe NXT can thrive now. You, well, don't the... you don't understand, buddy. That's not what I'm saying at all. Vince never had a hand in any of this, except when people came up to the main roster and he put him in Survivor Series or whatever. But if you don't like the NXT booking, if you think the booking sucks as compared to when they were an hour show on the network... Dude, that ain't changing. That has nothing to do with Vince.
5: Yes, and that's the biggest problem is, as keep saying over and over again, too many of those main roster issues that make that a frustrating show to watch or just a flat-out bad show to watch, too much of that has filtered into NXT and easily correctable. It's done by your own hands, so they can go ahead and fix that. And if they can fix that and stay in their little vacuum. Yes, they got to compete with AEW. They got to deal with that. But in their little vacuum, if they can get back to what was made NXT what it is, then things are good because if Vince it does have his hands in it and he is to, look, the less Vince anywhere right now, unfortunately, is for for Vince is really the way we need to go. I mean, it's it seems to obviously be that case. Anybody can try to throw any nonsense they want out there about numbers or demographics or why things are good, they are not good, period. Period. They're not good, and they need to improve. The only thing they have going for them, and if that's the only thing you care about is the TV money, yes, from a creative point of view, from a, and we'll see what the ratings do, but from a entertainment point of view, it has been bad, and last night on Raw sucked. It, there's no... I'm sorry, and I'm sorry for the talent that had to go out there and do some of this stuff. But it's not good. It was not entertaining. The whole show, they felt like there were timing issues even. Just everything last night, it was just bad. And I wonder if people really were able to stay through it for three hours. I can see the end doing well because it was Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt in the main event. But I can see some real dips happening before you get to that point because there were people that were done with that show in the first hour. And I'm sorry, (laughs) unless you're the biggest WWE mark in the world, the biggest Raw mark in the world, I can't blame them.
2: So first off, uh, this person notes NXT has their year-end awards in January. So if you want to vote for Volter Dragunov, that looks to be the place to do it. So they're having their own awards, and that's that. But if I recall correctly, I seem to think that they've had their own awards before, and they were still part of WWE awards, but I could be wrong. So the Raw show, they had an Orton Bray White segment, which sucked. Alexa Bliss is gone. She is filming a Punky Brewster remake. Punky.
5: Remember, that's what the dad's voice sounded like. All of like.
2: those arguments yesterday from people saying that she wasn't actually portraying an 11-year-old. And well, here
5: she is off-raw because she's shooting a Punky Brewster remake. Are you sure? Well, you're making it sound like she's going to be the Punky character.
2: I don't know. Maybe she will be. I don't know what she's doing. But the point is, she's not there. They announced the main event was going to be Bray Wyatt, but not The Fiend, versus Randy Orton. We had...
5: <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Punky Brewster was a hideously awful show. He used to come on after Silver Spoons back when Brian and I were kids, and Silver Spoons was good because there was all that cool stuff on the show. Plus, I found the Ribeiro, but uh, the guy that played Punky's dad—it it just well Commandant Lassard from all of those. Uh, you remember those movies, Brian? I don't know Police what you're Academy? talking about. I'm trying to go through. You Ra never saw here. Police Academy, dude?
2: Oscar versus Shayna here. You
5: want to keep talking
2: about? Ra? I got to get through this for everybody. <sighs> Asuka beats her, pins her in the middle, except she kicked out, but it was a pin anyway. I don't know why. And nothing happening match. It was just there. We add the 55 segments in a row. I'm trying to scroll through this here, and it's just one backstage segment after another. Slap Jack and Reckoning versus Ricochet and Dana. Dana beat Mia again. Nothing happening match. Went like a minute or two, and Ollie yelled at everybody afterwards. Miz and Morrison did a long segment where they shot an angle to set up a match that had already been announced. Miz and Morrison are the two most annoying people I've ever seen. If there is a—actually, it's mostly Miz. I like Morrison, but he's roped in all of this. If this thing dies at the top of the second hour, now you know why. Kofi and Shelton was just there, but then Cedric challenged Kofi. And they went in, and in the middle of this travesty, they had the best match on the show, and it was great, and Cedric beats the guy in a fun match. A million more uh, recaps. And then Drew and Sheamus versus Miz, Morrison, and AJ. Sheamus accidentally kicks Drew. AJ hits the forearm on Sheamus, so AJ, who's getting a title shot, actually gets a win. That's a positive. And they continue the Drew-Sheamus storyline. Which leads to them getting in a fight, which initially, I was like, Drew's supposed to be a babyface. This was obviously an accident. Could you be more of a jerk? But they fight, and then they laugh, and they hug, and they go get a pint. That's their relationship, apparently. It was different. I was fine with it. Then we have this absolutely stupid segment with Lana. In tears that she has to face tonight in a singles match next week. No confidence in herself. She claims that her and Asuka together could win the tag titles. But she says we would be achieving the impossible, even though they beat the tag team champions two straight weeks. How is this achieving the impossible? She's basically saying, I suck. Asuka's as good as two people. That's why we could win the titles, but I could never beat Nia. It's appalling. And then, and some other matches, but... Maybe I'll talk about it. observer life.
0: Sometimes
1: We are the Debt Destroyer Network That's 800-403-5912.
6: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So here's what happened at the end of the show, everybody. Lashley, Jeff Hardy had a match. MVP tries to interfere. Matt Riddle runs down. And Lashley wins with the hurt lock, but it appears they're setting up Lashley versus this geek Matt Riddle. Who's such a mm. geek in storyline, the announcers are making fun of him for being a geek. And he's supposed to be a babyface. And then, Randy versus Bray Wyatt. Bro, I don't know. Everyone's asking me, does Randy think Bray and The Fiend are two different people? No. I think Randy understands the game, that it's a guy pretending to be another guy. I think. But, maybe he knows, here I am explaining their own storylines. Maybe he knows that if he challenges Bray tonight, they'll say no because that's a pay-per-view match if he challenges The Fiend. So instead, he'll challenge Bray to try to get around it. Know what I'm saying? Listen, you have to suspend your disbelief for all of this when you're dealing with The Fiend. I mean, Bray Wyatt took an RKO, and all of a sudden he turned into The Fiend. That can't happen. So what Randy was saying is the least of our problems here.
5: Randy's a Hall of Famer for not breaking anyone's arm for that rambling rabbit skit at the end. For Oh, man, I would have
2: kicked that door shut so hard, that guy's arm would have fallen off.
5: There's your main event I'm getting ready
2: for a main event, and some dude's got a puppet peeking its head in the door. Mm. That was disgusting. Randy just looked at it. That's why I'm not voting for him for the Hall of Fame, because he didn't boot that thing into the guy's hand. Anyway, that was Raw, everybody, and the Raw ratings should be up momentarily. So follow me on Twitter at Brian Alvarez for those as well as all of our auction materials, including the Landstorm nameplate, the chance to co-host, the Brian and Vinny show, all of that great stuff. All goes to a worthy cause. want to thank all of you for listening here today. Twitch.tv, Twitch homies, everybody at uh, Sports Byline, Mike, callers and listeners. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.